This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, welcome to Halloween month. Oh, Halloween ha, 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 ha. month. Ho, ho, ho. I want spooky to suck hell, your man. blood. Tom, it's the spooky season. It's a full moon. Chain me up. You're just doing famous monsters. I'm turning into a werewolf. You got to chain me up Nice. What before I do it. Frankenstein? Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah uh, Frankenstein Frankenstein. That's his name, <laughs> his full name. A lot of people don't know that. Well, that's the, do- that's the doctor's full name. Well, Dr. Frankenstein Frankenstein. <laughs> no, his name was Dr. Frankenstein. But then he named his monster Frankenstein, so the monster name was Frankenstein Frankenstein. Like when I take my dog to the vet, and my dog has the same last name as me uh, at the vet, even though I never told them that. And I didn't know that until I got like a prescription for her. And I thought, that's weird. She's the same last name as me. I thought somehow they had more information about my dog than I do, like that there's some kind of dog database. That your dog came with a last name that you're unaware of, but the vet would know by examining her? Well, she is chipped that, that you know, they'd scan the chip and it would have all the relevant data. I don't know, but like stuff that maybe I'm not allowed to have because of uh, HIPAA, because of privacy laws. That'd be a hell of a coincidence if your dog came with a last name and it was the same last name as yours. Yeah. I mean... It's a somewhat common last name. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Yeah, but I feel like it's like that uh, famous, uh, that that trope where it's like two people meet and they really hit it off and they start dating and then they realize like, what? You know, how do you know this person? It's like, that's my aunt. That's my aunt. And then they find out they're they're related. They can't date anymore. Well, Tim, not everybody knows all their tropes from uh, Pornhub videos. Huh? You know. The, the, no, inc- com- the, the from- incest porn uh, comedies. No. What, what's a famous it's- comedy that's from? Uh, 30 Rock. I've never heard of it. Was that a porn? It's a television program. I got very defensive. I was like, 30 <laughs> Rock. <laughs> it's like, I, I know. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, uh, Tim? T- as we record this, it's the first day of Halloween month. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm properly spooked. Tom, I think this Halloween month is scarier than all previous Halloween months that I've lived through. 100%. I've never been more worried about the fate of the world than I am during this Halloween month. And also, like, I don't know, it's scary to, we could go to a restaurant now, but that's scary. Yeah, and not the good Um, kind of scary. Not like the kind of scary where you go to a restaurant and it's uh, maybe a theme restaurant and they might scare you. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde Club. I right. get I get scared there all the time, but delightfully scared. Right. Or even just going to a Six Flags and maybe eating outside, and you're not sure if maybe a chainsaw maniac's going to come up behind you while you're eating a hot dog. Yeah. Tom, this year sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what a hot take, Tim. I've no, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. No, it, like, 
it, yeah, look, but it really I, does. We we all know that it sucks, and we all know. And look, hopefully, Halloween month here at the Complete Guide to Everything can 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 help turn, cheer some people up. Oh, I was gonna say turn things around. Oh, maybe. How so? How would that work? Well, I'm still working on that cure, Tim. And uh, well, all right. You've been saving it for a big reveal at the end of Halloween. <laughs> this can't be my October surprise. Um, but like thinking about, we went to Six Flags Great Adventure for mm-hmm. their Fright Fest a couple of years ago. Yeah. And now I'm just like, why didn't we do that every weekend, every <laughs> year? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a pain in the ass. It's a long drive, and then it's very tiring being there. And it cost us a ton of money, even though we got free tickets. Tom, wouldn't you love to be uh, tired from doing things? That's true. And When's actually, the last time you got tired from doing things? And I forget that at any of these parks, uh, the cost of, of doing something more than one day is 10% more. Like, oh, yeah, like those by season pass. Yeah, well, season pass, and then even the, the flash passes that we were using to cut uh, all the suckers in line. It was like $150 for that day, but $175 for the whole season. Yeah. One time I went to, uh, to Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah. This was 2003, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, you can buy, you can. Uh, get the discounted price today for $79. Mm-hmm. Or you can pay regular price today, which is $85. And I was like, well, why would I pay the regular price? And they were like, oh, because then you'd get a pass to come back for the rest of the year anytime you wanted. <laughs> yeah. For $6 more. Yeah, so but, if, that. but if you were uh, not going to, if you were flying home the next day, sure, save yourself the six bucks. Yeah, guess what? I wasn't. I was there for a few months. Yeah. Well, the joke is on them. Yeah, they got screwed. I went back well, a number <laughs> of times. I got drunk in their park. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's why they want you to come back, because then you're buying alcohol there and stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't think they really wanted you to buy alcohol there. <laughs> well, not Because they only not sold in the alcohol quantity. in one place. Yeah, and they re- they really limited it. We had to really... Uh, we had to really pull some pull some strings to get the amount of alcohol that we wanted. I remember I went to uh, uh, a California Adventure in Disneyland in uh, mm-hmm. California. Did you and go on Soarin'? No, I didn't. I went on the Cars ride, though, and it was awesome. Um, well, you love the movies. I love Cars. So <laughs> You love talking cars. <sighs> no, I'm actually a little bit afraid of talking cars, to be honest with you. That part I had to close my eyes during. <laughs> the uh, uh, but there were a few places you could drink, but I don't think that many. And you kind of had to drink. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think you kind of had to like drink where you were. Like you couldn't bring a drink around. So I just remember drinking so much wine <laughs> at some wine place, and then just getting wine drunk and going on rides. It's great. I felt like a uh, like a fancy rich guy, like when uh, Michael Jackson would buy out uh, uh, Disney World and just have it to himself. That was me. Yeah, except there were other people there, and you were just drunk on wine. <laughs> that was probably seventeen dollars a glass. Yeah, and I had to wait like <laughs> that came two... out of a box from Costco. I had to wait like two hours to get on that Cars ride too. Well, at least you were drunk in the line. I. You know what? I think the most mature thing about me mm-hmm. um, as a uh, as a man in his late 30s um, is that I go to a theme park now and I realize I don't need to drink to have a good time. Maybe yeah. in other social situations, I absolutely <laughs> still need to drink to have a good time. But like this is one place like I, I, can, I can just let let all the attractions uh do the job of of entertaining of, of uh numbing you yeah exactly yeah i don't need to like loosen up to go on a roller coaster the roller coaster will loosen me up yeah uh, the fear of death but, I don't, i'm never afraid i'm gonna die on a roller coaster i'm, I'm af- never i'm never afraid, afraid it's time. gonna go wrong i'm afraid every time sometimes it does go wrong tim uh do you have any spooky plans for this uh halloween month besides of course this show tom 
I don't know if I made this clear. I don't do a goddamn thing ever. I was gonna wear a like a scary mask during the show to to spook you, but uh, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were wearing one. What a handsome guy mask. A grotesquery. One of the store bought handsome guy masks. Um, Uh, I'd like a mask of my own face. That's what, uh, nice. uh, what's his name? Walter White had. He's the guy. Brian played... Cranston? Yeah, like he came out during a Comic-Con wearing like an expensive, incredibly realistic Walter White mask and then took it off and it was him. And it's, was... uh, you can watch that video online. It's kind of creepy because it's one of those masks that's like, it, it was probably like a few hundred dollar mask. It was very good. <laughs> he can afford it. They probably gave it to him at a discount. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not doing anything spooky. Um, I'd, I'd like to, you know what? In years past, I think that my spooky activities have been decreasing Yeah. from, from what, from what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's all I want. It's all I want. I think next year, not hopefully next year, I'm just going to go nuts. I'm going to do all the things, all well, the things I haven't done since I was like 23. Like what? Egging houses? Yeah. TPing? Toilet papering? Yeah. Uh, murdering people on Halloween. <laughs> wow. Starting starting some urban legends? Yeah. Going real scary. In, going into the bathroom and saying Bloody Mary with the, with the lights off? Wait, how many Putting times my... do you have to do it? Ten times? Three times. Three times. Three. Wow. I think. I'm going to put my hand in some uh, uh, bowls of cold spaghetti. <laughs> And some uh, peeled grapes and tell yourself yeah. that they're uh, gross things. Yeah. What's going to happen with trick-or-treating this year? Uh, I haven't I, I know we discussed this. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. That's a bummer. I was considering getting a costume mm-hmm. and just kind of wearing it uh, throughout <laughs> the, the house. Of, yeah, throughout the house. Like, there are certain Zoom calls I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just wear it. Yeah, why it's not? Cool, right? Yeah, maybe Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's yeah, like a cowboy costume. Yeah, that's comfortable. Then you're yeah, but but like specifically Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. Or you could you could get one of those uh, like knockoff costumes where it it will say like toy cowboy tail. Yeah, no, I think I'd I'd, I'd want. Oh, I'd you'd want, spring for the officially licensed. Yeah, I'd song. want I want Sheriff Woody from from wow. the Toy Story films. Uh, a regular Brian Cranston over here. Yeah, I got money to spend, and uh, I'm going to spend it on Halloween. Y- you want to support the Halloween industry? Why not, Tom? I mean, they're, they're struggling just like everybody else. Well, I don't know about that. The, you know, the the spirit Halloween stores of the world have their pick of empty lots now and boarded up businesses that they can take over. Uh, and I did see uh, a few weeks ago a coming soon sign for a spirit Halloween store. So they're not giving up. They're, they're not giving up. I they, mean, they'd be fools to give up. Yeah. But I mean, there's they're opening up their stores. They might have to shut them right back down if... Uh, if New York's numbers keep going up, but uh, but they're optimistic, which is nice to see in a Halloween retailer. Yeah, optimism. Little optimism goes a long way in October, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, I want to get some candy. Uh, we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I. you know what? I'm going to buy a costume, too. Cool. It's settled. You know what? I want to support the economy. I want to support the Halloween economy. You're going to be Buzz, Slinky Dog? No, I'm not going to be the same thing as you. We're not a Mr. Couple. Potato Head? No. Well, maybe Mr. Potato Head. That's a pretty yeah, fun he's costume. Yeah, he's got his own wife, Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> he's got his own wife. <laughs> I insist on being a character who has a wife so that there's no question. Well, no, it would be no. You were you were concerned that if 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 I was Buzz and you were somebody, if I was Woody and you were somebody else from the from the Toy Story universe, that people would think we were a couple, right? But not if you were Mr. Potato Head. He's got his own right. Mr. People Potato would... Head and Woody Sheriff Woody are not uh, an item, Tom. Yeah, people. If people saw us trick or treating together, 
at first glance, they might say, oh, that's a cute couple's costume. They're dressed up in the same franchise. But then they would say, hey, wait a minute. Mr. Potato Head has a wife. Yeah. Don but, Rickles and Estelle Harris go yeah, together. But then they might think, oh, I guess uh, Mr. Potato Head's not faithful to his wife. And then next thing you know, I'm getting sued by the Potato Head estate for uh, yeah. defamation. The last thing I need with everything else going on. Tim, uh, this week we're talking about Halloween songs, one of my favorite genres of music, perhaps. Now, that's a strange thing to say because it's not a genre of music. It should be. Who do I have to it, talk to? It should be. And Billboard I think magazine? This, well, Billboard slash Rolling Stone now. They're the same company? Yeah, they merged. Wow. Well, the, the, talk about a monopoly. Yeah, it's uh, I, I I can cut my subscription down to one, <laughs> right? From two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What were you saying? Oh, it's not a genre of music. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe after this episode, it will be. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, Christmas music is a genre, right? Is that the only holiday that has music? Like a, a genre of music associated yeah, with Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's no uh, 4th of July music. There's no Thanksgiving music. Hey, what about, I'm proud to be an American. There's no uh, Easter music. at least I know I'm free. There, there are, ex- I can't even think of any Easter songs. Um, yeah, you would non, think that the non-religious. Easter Bunny would have a, like, yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking hop, about. Here's the Easter Bunny. He's coming to town. He's the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Something, right? The Easter Bunny, I think, never really got uh, enough effort behind it. Yeah. You know, because I think it, it's, it's a bridge too far for a lot of parents to try and convince their kids that... Uh, yeah, there's a, a man-sized rabbit that goes around and uh, leaves baskets with candy in them. Yeah, that was something like, it's like, I understand why you let Santa Claus into my home. He brings me a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, but this other thing sounds like a monster. Yeah, and it brings candy, but like... Mom, Dad, you know where to get candy. Right. <laughs> you, you could do this. I know you could easily afford the candy in my Easter basket. And you're telling me there's only one of these man-sized bunnies out there? How has it not gone extinct by now? Is it a endangered species? Yeah. Did they say it was magic? Because, like, Santa yeah. is magic, right? Yeah, Santa's magic, but he's still a human being. Yeah. I can wrap my head around that. Right. It's magic you can wrap your head around. Right. But, but the Easter bunny... Yeah, it's like, well, well, what happened? Was a curse put on a regular bunny? Was a curse put on a man? By Jesus? Was there some kind of an accident, some kind of a uh, uh, toxic waste spill, and that's what created the Easter Bunny? There's no backstory there. Yeah, we do need an Easter Bunny origin story. The, the Easter Bunny, does he have a... A f- gritty origin story. <laughs> does the Easter Bunny have a family? Does he have a wife and kids? Or a husband? What's going on with him? Does he have Wait. parents? Are his parents still with us? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the <laughs> Easter Bunny, I don't think they... they Look, his kids don't really care about Easter. Uh, yeah, it's true. I would get, like, one little toy at Easter. So I was always yeah. excited for it. And my parents, I remember, always had to, like, temper my, like, this isn't Christmas, pal. You know, yeah. relax. And also, especially because I have a spring birthday, so a lot of times it's around oh, Easter. Oh, yeah, sometimes it's, like, right up against yeah, Easter, Yeah, I think right? one time it was Easter. Oh, that sucks. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it though. gave me a Jesus complex. I thought, hmm, a little uh, uh, too convenient, huh? That when the day Jesus died and rose from the dead happened yeah. to be the day 2,000 years later. That you were born almost, kind of, sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. I remember also getting in trouble in, One ca- time. in uh, Catholicism class because I don't worry, we're going to be talking about uh, satanic stuff soon for all you yeah. devil worshippers. Look, 
the devil stuff is going to be that much sweeter after we're talking about God and Jesus. <laughs> but I remember getting in trouble in Catholicism class because they were talking to us about Easter. And I was like, you know, what happened after that? Like, he came back. Everybody was like, oh, shit, he's back. Then what? And they're Tom, like, they're like, and then he, he rose to heaven. I'm like, so he died again? I don't. Tom, this is this is all covered and it's well known in the Bible. Just because you didn't know when you well, were eight. I didn't know. And the person and teaching me didn't in know either. In, 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 the, in, in the next 30 years. What that, happened that after? Has nothing to do with it. What happened after? I don't know. Did he get revenge? On who? On the, the Romans. Pilot? Yeah, the, the people who killed him. I mean, I think so. I think we're still talking about him to this day. No, but that's not revenge. I'm talking like John Wick-style revenge. I don't think that was really his bag, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, who knows? The guy died. Maybe, you know, things change. But what happened, yeah. to, his, what happened to his body after that? Tom. Are you talking, oh, the Shroud of Turin? Yeah, you're, you're asking questions that have... Very well-known answers, but you're asking me an idiot. <laughs> and I don't not, know those well-known answers. I don't know those answers, but I'm smart enough to know that there no, are answers. You, it's no, not I'm, like it's not like every every single person who who I don't think theologians are thinking about this. I don't think people are asking these questions. Man, you've really you've really uh, blown this wide open. Yeah. They're, you're going to change a lot of minds here if that's what you're trying to. I don't understand what this I'm is I'm not about. trying to change anybody's mind. I want to know what happened to him. Okay, well, read the. have you tried reading the Bible? Who's got the time? How, what mean, page does, do I know where hard. to go to? I know, I know. It's tough. Yeah. and well, Ask it, somebody. I, I've now asked two people. I asked my Catholicism teacher. I asked you. I don't know who else would know. Yeah, I mean... I probably wasn't the best guy to go to on this. I'm, not, I'm admittedly pretty ignorant on the subject. Yeah, well, but not ignorant enough to not tell me that I'm an idiot, that there is an answer. Now, Tom, mm -hmm. we're having this conversation, obviously, because the uh, season finale of Halloween Month is us going to hell. <laughs> of um, course. And so we just have to have these blasphemous conversations. <laughs> That's so what's that... going to send us there. Exactly. So, See, uh... you sound like my Catholicism teacher. It's not blasphemous. I just want to know. I Come know, on. but you're you're just asking questions. I understand, Tom. Yeah. God. My own Anyway, hell. the monster mash. <laughs> right. Probably the most famous Halloween song. I would venture to say the only Halloween song. Oh, I beg to differ. I've got, well, I would, yeah, probably. I would say it's the only song in the Halloween music genre that some opportunist, <clears throat> Bobby Pickett, uh, put together and was like, hey, Halloween needs a song. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna do a, a bad Boris Karloff impression mm -hmm. and, and go to town on this. Yeah. All the monsters will be there. Uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy. Yeah, that's a shitty song, Tom. I don't like The Monster Mash. How do you feel about The Monster Mash? Oh, I disagree. I think it's a graveyard smash. Get the monster... Well, okay. What I'm talking about is... Man, is your building on fire? Are you no, okay? No, it's just... Look, I got the window open, man. I'm trying, now, trying to enjoy the smells of the city. Now, I'm talking about the song Monster Mash, mm -hmm. not the actual Monster Mash. That they, cause not the, the song, party that's being described. Right. It's working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab became, began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the Monster Mash, right? So it was a, it was a dance, I guess, right. like uh -huh. the mashed potato. Yeah. Um, and then all these other monsters come. It's and like this a, is from the point of view of a Dr. Frankenstein-esque character. Yeah, I think it might actually be Dr. Frankenstein. Well, but he doesn't say as much. Well, I mean, Read at between the beginning the of every song, does Tom York be like, Hello, this is Tom York. 
<laughs> a lot of my favorite Radiohead songs actually do start out with that. Well, actually, my favorite Radiohead songs start out with him saying, this is Radiohead. My favorite Tom York songs start out with him saying, this is Tom York. Yeah. Um, the Vampires came. Ghouls came. Uh, Dracula. No. Uh, Igor. Mm-hmm. All, all yeah. the uh, 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 public domain <laughs> characters were there. I mean, no, I think these were all the universal monsters. Right, I mean, I, yeah. but, but they are also public domain. He yeah. didn't license the universal monsters for this song. Now, that song came out in 1962, Tom. Mm-hmm. And that was right at the beginning of rock and roll. Yeah. And this is my theory. <laughs> okay. Were adults so afraid of rock and roll because they thought it was all about monsters and was spooky <laughs> because of this song you think yeah. that you think that there's a portion a substantial portion of the population that this was the first rock and roll song they heard and that's what led to people saying i don't know about this rock and roll yeah it sounds scary it's it's gonna corrupt our kids and it's full of monsters i don't think so they were upset about uh you know the rolling stones talking about spending a night together this is pre-rolling stones this is this is worse <laughs> this is a party I mean, this is worse this, this is a bunch of monsters freaking uh doing whatever they want yeah i mean that is i'd i'd rather hear about premarital sex than uh hear about a a, a party full of actual monsters so this guy, Bobby Pickett. Yeah, what else would him, I know him from? He he made this novelty record because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I got a good uh, Boris Karloff impression, mm-hmm. right? And then he names himself Bobby Boris Pickett, which is like, come on. And this is like the the fit, like this is this is you know the Universal monster movies are still like getting made at this point when he's coming up. Right. right. Th- this would be like somebody coming, coming out with a the- novelty Marvel universe yeah. song and this is when he's coming up uh touring clubs with his band uh, <laughs> trying to trying to get famous um and that became a hit and then he immediately came out with like a cash-in album mm-hmm. which is smart but it's 16 songs long it's it, it's it's you know it's not it, it is thrown together but uh got songs like blood bank blues <laughs> graveyard shift scully gully wolfbane monster minuet transylvania twist uh monster motion monster mash party um monsters holiday which was a christmas song kind of a crossover mm-hmm. um play there all these songs tom sound like the goddamn monster <laughs> mash and the thing that is crazy to me he puts this out 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. We all know the Monster Mash. We've all heard the Monster Mash a million times to the point where around Halloween, we're like, enough of the Monster Mash. Right. I've, I've, enough of the Monster Mash. I, I can't sleep. I'm so scared. Yeah. They have 15 other songs they could be cycling through, and not one of them has been like, yeah, let's let's play this. Let, hey, let's let's try the Transylvania Twist instead of the Monster Mash. I don't understand how that happens. Because what a, people don't want to hear monster songs they've never heard before. They want to hear the hits. They want to hear uh, what what they're familiar with. But why why wouldn't these be hits? Why did we not? Maybe they. Why have, did we not hear Transylvania Twist when we were in third grade, Tom? Maybe you did, and it just it wasn't catchy enough. It didn't stick with you. Oh, I've no. It's catchy enough. How dare you? It's catchy <laughs> enough. It sounds just like the goddamn monster match. You gotta remember, Tim. This is back when uh, you know the only way to listen to music was through the radio or records. And what if somebody wanted to listen to a song like the Monster Mash over and over again, but they didn't want to have to keep getting up? Maybe they wanted to buy a whole album that just had Monster Mash 16 times in a row, but changed a little bit. Yeah, but why Why? Why do we not? Why, why are we not exposed to that? I don't know. Maybe you can change that, Tim. Yeah, start start playing Transylvania Twist uh, every time you're at the jukebox. Maybe what I'll do is uh, uh, release an album. Like, remember when Ryan Adams uh, covered all of <laughs> Taylor Swift's uh, uh, record? What was her record? 1986, I think. Six. 
87. Um, 88? 90. No, it was in the 80s. I think it was 1988 because it was depressing how young she was when it came 89. out. 89. 89. Even more depressing. Uh, yeah, and it was even more skeevy that that creepo was like, I'm going to cover every song and put those out. Do you remember when he did that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to do that with Bobby Boris Pickett. And that was Bobby before Boris we knew he was a real creep. Yeah. Well, Bobby Boris Pickett, I'm doing what Ryan Adams did for Taylor Swift for you. You're going to cover gonna... every song and then everybody's going to, you're going to be exposed as a creep. Well, except for the second part, I think. Well, we'll see. Who knows? Time will tell on that front. <laughs> uh, Tim, I was going through some of my favorite monster, but some of my favorite Halloween songs. And mm-hmm. I've, you know what? I've arranged a top 10, but I don't, they're not in any particular order except for the number one song. You know what? Maybe, yeah, the number one song for sure. But, uh, but the other ones, no particular order. And we'll hear more about that after the break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Tim, uh, as teased earlier Tom's top 10 Halloween songs I could <laughs> nice. yeah okay no, that's uh, it. you're doing great yeah um all right in no particular order until I say there's an order uh Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters scene. that's not a Halloween song it's not a, it's about fucking ghosts you idiot yeah guess what asshole it's an anti-ghost song we're celebrating ghosts on Halloween yeah, but uh, you're right. <laughs> um, Imagine the, the biggest Christmas song is about murdering reindeer. Well, it's not about murdering ghosts, Tim. I don't think these ghosts are happy to be out either. They wanna, what? Yeah, they don't want to be out, being tormented, having uh, unfinished business. What do the ghosts, where do the ghosts go after the Ghostbusters catch them in those things? They they're put, destroyed, right? No, they're put in the uh, uh, I forget what it was called the like containment unit. Which in the cartoon they did go like further into the lore, and that containment unit unit was like kind of another dimension. 
They were cartoons, just, not canon. They were just kind of like in the void, which you know is honestly, uh, you know, fate worse than death. Just being yeah. stuck so, in eternity in a void, but they're ghosts. It's what they deserve. Well, you you can you can't say then that the Ghostbusters theme is is celebrating ghosts. It's not celebrating ghosts. You know what? I would say the Ghostbusters theme is what scares the ghosts at Halloween. Uh, that's Maybe true. the you scar- gotta keep them in line too. The scariest song of them all. Yeah, uh, I was looking into it a little bit because, like, I remember hearing that it was uh, uh, that Ray Parker Jr. had been sued by Huey Lewis. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, over uh, "I Want a New Drug." Do you know eventually what happened with all that? Um, I thought Huey Lewis won and nobody was allowed to say anything about it. So they came to uh, an agreement that um, the they they can't they did an out of court settlement um, okay. because yeah they said an out of court settlement and then because li- it was obviously lifted from I want a new drug yeah which I will talk about in a moment but um, uh, then years later in a Huey Lewis behind the music. Huey Lewis talked about it, and apparently that violated the confidentiality clause. Uh, so Ray Parker Jr. sued again, sued, you know, did like a counter yeah, suit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then in an interview, he said, I got a lot of money for that, for the counter suit, because he won the counter suit. But then he said he got a lot of money. So now we're just waiting for Huey Lewis to go ahead and sue him. Why are Huey Lewis. Or Ray Parker Jr. doing interviews at all? <laughs> Just keep their mouth. I mean, that was the agreement. Keep their mouth shut about about the Ghostbusters yeah. thing. But I didn't realize that the reason why was that uh, they, when they were editing the movie, they used "I Want a New Drug" in mm-hmm. in the edits, and then they gave Ray Parker Jr. like a videotape of the movie with that music, and they were like, we can't use this music, write some new music, and he just wrote the same song again. I mean, I did that one time. Friends of ours made a commercial, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this was back in my musician days, Tom, yeah. and uh, they gave me a cut of the commercial with the music that they couldn't afford. Yeah. And I, they were like, make a sound alike, and I mm-hmm. did, and I made uh, four thousand dollars, and well, all I did was like slightly change uh, a song that already existed. Well, now maybe you're gonna get sued. Now we that don't you've know talked what song. We it. don't know what commercial. It was a pretty cool commercial, Tom, <laughs> and a pretty good song. Uh, but I, I think that was the problem. He did a sound alike that was too alike. Yeah, exactly. You got to change it a little bit more than that. So that's well, Ray Parker Jr. We salute you. Um, uh, the next one, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Uh, we're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. Sorry, Tom. I refuse to comment on this song. <laughs> the next one. This one I don't hear enough about. Uh, Somebody's watching me by Rockwell. Well, th- we're not allowed to talk about that either. Why not? Because of Michael Jackson again. <laughs> Who sings the hook? Who sings Michael the Michael Jackson only? sings the hook. But I didn't know Rockwell, his real name is Kennedy William Gordy. Guess yeah, whose son Gordy's. he is? Yeah. He's Barry Gordy's son. Um, but he said that- Barry uh, Gordy is the founder of Motown Records. Yes. When his son wanted to have a music career and clearly um, didn't really have the chops, Barry Gordy was like, well, I got this guy on my label, Michael Jackson. I'll just force him- to sing the hook in your single, um, no. and then he got uh, a hit song out of it. Tim, according to uh, Kennedy Gordy, uh, Motown came up with the name Rockwell, and the young Gordy agreed to change to the change because he believed he rocked well. <laughs> and according to him, he he did the whole like uh, submitting. You know, not telling anyone he was Barry Gordy's son. But I'm thinking like, yeah, but probably everybody at the Motown Records office like saw you growing up. (laughs) And then when you were like 22, you showed up one day wearing a fake mustache like, I'd like to submit my song. 
And the hook is sung by the biggest star in the well, world I don't, right now. I think he was signed to Motown before. Like, that wasn't the song that got him signed to Motown. It was once he was signed to Motown, then they were like, okay, you can, you know, we'll, we'll get uh, uh, Michael Jackson to sing the hook. Jermaine Jackson also performs on that song. Wow. Uh, his- um, do you know that um, LMFAO, the band? Yes, they're related to him. Uh, there's, uh, one of his sons and one of his grandsons. Yep. And that's, which uh, is like, uh, and they're roughly the same age. And that's the way it happens with like old rich people. (laughs) Sometimes they have a, they, they have a kid that's the same age as their grandson because like they marry a new lady that's 45 years their senior and, uh, (laughs) they're, they're junior and, uh, have, have a baby. Well, yeah, I mean that's you know the the Rockwell had uh, had this hit in 1984, and he is the half brother and uh, half uncle, I guess, of uh, of LMAO. Sky Blue. Yeah. Sky Blue is 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 the nephew, and uh, Red Foo is is the uncle. Yes, um, his uh, according to Wikipedia, his follow up singles underperformed with the song Obscene Phone Caller being Rockwell's only other top 40 hit. (laughs) I I mean, obscene phone calls were a big thing in the 80s. (laughs) They weren't a big thing people wanted to hear music about, though. I mean, the charts tell us differently, Tom. That's true. I listened to a little of the song, and it was pretty bad. So, uh, Or at least it wasn't bad. It just didn't really have a hook to it. Now, Tom... I don't know if we can say that somebody's watching me is in the Halloween genre. It's, it's a, a song about paranoia. Song. Yeah. No, it's because it goes like, like if something in a minor key I that sounds like the Halloween like soundtrack. Somebody's watching me. That's how I feel when I'm in the woods alone at night. Yeah, but that's also how I feel because I have the Truman Show syndrome. <laughs> I feel that way all the time. <laughs> Truman Show sk- syndrome is schizophrenia, Tim, and you should really see a doctor. What's uh, next on your list? Next on my list, this song. Uh, this song got done dirty. I, and look, these aren't sure. These are spooky songs, Tim. These aren't necessarily Halloween songs. We'll get to well, the Halloween the, songs after. What is the goddamn? Topic because according to you, a Halloween song has to have the hol- the the word Halloween in it or some dumb shit. How how do you how do you define a Halloween song? A spooky song, a spooky but song how- that if you heard at a Halloween party, you'd be like, yeah, it gets you in the in the mood. Dude, if I heard "Walking in a Winter Wonderland" isn't about Christmas, but it's considered a Christmas song. All right, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I won you Is over. Is paranoia with that. the kind of spooky that you're looking for? Though? Yeah, all kinds of spooky. Um, this song got done dirty by Saturday Night Live. Don't fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, because now it's just the more cowbell song, and it's a decent song, and it's about. The Grim Reaper himself. Can you get scarier than that? And they're telling you, don't be afraid of him. Yeah, good luck. Easy for you to say, Blue Oyster Cult. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're just not afraid of death, I guess. They're saying, yeah, don't be afraid of him. Live your life. You you can't be looking over your shoulder uh, worried about the Grim Reaper every day. Man, I didn't know the lyrics to this uh, this song. Would you like to share some of them? Are they sending chills down your spine? Uh, Romeo and Juliet are together in eternity. Mm-hmm. 40,000 men and women every day, like Romeo and Juliet. 40,000 men and women every day redefine happiness. Another 40,000 coming every day. We can be like they are. Come on, baby, don't fear the reaper. Yeah, talk about spooky. Yeah. So is this about convincing somebody to commit their life along with you? I think it's probably about like let's let's just let's let loose. 
Let's not be afraid of death. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not getting that vibe. Let's let loose. I think it's also like, I like how there's like distorted guitars and stuff, and I like how they're the in the verses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sing so quietly. Yeah, I like that vibe. Exactly, and it's like low key spooky, but like the kind of spooky that makes you feel like you're in on being spooky. Like you're in on it. You're also spooky by liking the song. Yeah, exactly. You're scaring all the all You're the... role playing uh the spooky fella. You're you're scaring all the normies at the at the party when you're when you're saying they're just bobbing your head along with it like, "Yeah, this song's pretty good." And then people are like, "This guy's not afraid of the Grim Reaper himself. Can anything be scarier than that?" Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention too that uh uh Rockwell has not uh, had the best of times lately. He sounds like a real piece of shit. Uh well, what happened to Rockwell? He was arrested for uh like domestic violence. Uh well, not even domestic violence, just allegedly beating a female associate with a chair. Guess where this happened of all places? Motown. No, the Magic Castle. What? <laughs> yeah, in LA. Oh, man. Yeah, she approached him and demanded payment. I don't know for... wh- I don't know what the payment was for. It didn't say. Uh, but then he beat her with a chair, and I guess none of these cowardly magicians stepped in to... Uh, enough, enough. <laughs> you don't know what the situation was, Tom. <laughs> stepped in to make him disappear, turn him into a rabbit or something to get him to stop. Uh, my next song. I feel like there's a lot more going on at the Magic Castle than meets the eye. Oh, I would hope there would be because I mean, not this kind of stuff. But no, like, but I mean, like demanding payment. I, th- you know, like uh, for what? Mm, it could yeah. be any number of things. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things go on at the Magic Castle. Or maybe it was maybe Rockwell was trying to be a was was trying to reinvent himself magician career maybe his uncle was the owner of the magic castle and he went in with a mustache and was like hello i'm sockwell the magician so you're saying barry gordy's brother owns magic castle you think yeah maybe holy cow can you imagine if it was like yeah i've cornered i have motown records i've cornered uh uh like r&b music and then I've cornered magic. What a family that would be. Yeah, it would be. But I'm I'm postulating that maybe Rockwell was had had a had an, an audience participant come up and say like, "Uh, oh, would you be able to lend me a twenty dollar bill?" Yeah, and then he did some magic with that, oh, and I they see. never got it back. And then she came up to him after the the fact, and he and beat her like, with a chair. Where's my twenty dollars? You made it disappear in a in a in a puff of smoke, mm. and then he said, "Here's your twenty dollars." <laughs> yeah. When did this happen? Uh, uh, almost uh, next month. It will be two years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's pretty piece recent. Of shit. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Oh, you're saying if it happened like ten years ago, it'd be fine. No, I mean, yeah, I only I only think things are bad if it's within the statute of limitations. <laughs> That's yes. Recent. Uh, Tim, my next song, speaking of, well, to go back to Don't Fear the Reaper uh, by Blue Acer Cult, another song that'll make you feel like a dangerous man listening to it, Dragula by Rob Zombie. I I I like that song. Yeah, it's a good song. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, let the witches burn, let the witches burn. By Bob Zombie. Can I Zombie. ask you a question? Sure. Are all Rob Zombie slash White Zombie songs mm-hmm. technically Halloween songs? I I would say so. There's they're a spooky group. Yeah, they sure are. And they wouldn't be offended at you saying that. No, I think they they would be honored. Yeah, they say, "Oh, th- thank you, sir. We uh, you know, we really try our best. We put a lot into it." And uh, you know, it's just nice to hear from a fan. Have you seen any of these Bob Zombie movies? Uh, I think I saw what, The House of Something or other. Yeah, I saw the sequel to that. Yeah. Which is something else. It was uh, We have a we have a friend that's really into those Bob Zombie movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just like extremely over the top gory. Yeah, but I, but I think in a fairly fun way, in a like, 
like just buckets of blood, not necessarily like uh, close-ups on. Eh, maybe there are some close-ups. Who knows? Yeah, no, the Devil's Rejects was the that's one that I maybe saw. the one I'm thinking of. Oh, that was a an effed up movie. Now that I think about it, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't like it either. It 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 did what it needed to. Like it accomplished its its goal. It did what it needed to do, but did it need to do anything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where I was just like, "Wow, that made me feel the way it set out to make me feel," and I don't like that. Yeah. Um, eh, good man, nonetheless. Uh, next on my list, uh, maybe another controversial pick, but I'm putting it in here, Tim, as a spooky song. Buster Rhymes, give me some more. <laughs> Why? Because it samples uh, the, the psycho. song from Psycho? Yeah. All right. And in the beginning, the kid's trick-or-treating, isn't he? In the music video? In the video? I don't I don't remember that part. I think he's trick-or-treating. I just remember the fisheye lens. Yeah. Is that Hype Williams? I'm sure it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched that somewhat recently. I mean, I'm saying maybe like a few years ago. And uh, boy, it still holds up. What a banger that that music video and song is. Everything from Busta Rhymes in that era. Uh, yeah, I it was, might be nostalgia. Uh, that that same night I was watching that, I watched uh, "Got You All in Check," and uh, also yeah. just a phenomenal uh, tour de force. Yeah. It's a Buster weird rhymes. It's a weird nostalgia because it's like I don't know. I feel like those songs don't get played a lot anymore. At least like where I'm listening to music. Yeah, but you know you're not you're not. I mean you're mostly hanging out at Monster Mashes. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the only group left that will associate with me. Um, my next song. I put a spell on you by screaming Jay Hawkins. He's screaming. Um, I guess it's kind of about like witchcraft and stuff. Yeah, and he's putting a saying. spell on somebody. He's putting a spell on the listener. Yeah, he's he's uh he he earned his name. Let me tell you. Yeah, screaming screaming Jay Hawkins, huh? Mm-hmm. Screaming his 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 freaking throat out on that song. Sure was. Uh, next one. Now this one you are not going to be able to deny as a Halloween song, Tim. The Halloween theme song by John Carpenter. Tim, have you ever seen the movie Halloween? It stinks. No, I love that movie. I I find that movie very scary. I like uh uh I like it. I'm sorry for saying it stinks. I just feel like. <laughs> It looks like what? What is that? What is that uh, other low budget movie that everybody ridicules? The Evil Dead. No, no, like not a classic. The opposite, where the oh. guy comes out and goes, "Garbage day," and then shoots the other guy. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know that that like viral clip? I though? I vaguely remember that. It's like a horror movie or something. Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, but it. Just, so you think Halloween's too cheesy? I think it lo- like I think the writing is like, "Hi Beth, I can't hang out with you after school today because I'm going to babysit for a, a family over here." And like, the the yeah. the it feels like the script is so stilted. Like mm-hmm. people don't talk that way. Um, but at the same time, I understand it's it's the big star thing. You listen to Big Star, and everybody was uh, every good band was 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 inspired by Big Star, and then you're like, yeah, they sound like an all right band, I guess. But like yeah. without them, they wouldn't have gotten Power Pop off the ground. Right. Uh, I agree. I I can get where you're coming from with that, but I also think Halloween is is like a genuinely scary movie. I just feel like I was expecting the boom mic to 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 come into the top of the frame. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's definitely low budget, yeah. but uh, but I thought it was scary. S- sorry, hey, sorry, not sorry. You know what? I think I went in with 
expectations that were too high. Maybe I just watched Bob Zombie movie and I was very uh, impressed. Yeah, you were just expecting some real sick shit going yeah, on. Yeah, um, but I will say um, the theme to that mm-hmm. that film, Jeepers Creepers. That you're right. That that song. John Carpenter yeah. did the music for that movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he does, he mu- does music the music for all his movies, or most of them. I think so. It, maybe not all of them, but certainly m- certainly like the most iconic ones he's done. Maybe he does the music for all of them. I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But, but he's certainly done a lot of very iconic music for his movies. Yeah. Which is cool. Like I love when a filmmaker also does the music for their film. Uh, like, I really can't think. Well, A, I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> but B, uh, I, just, I can't think just, of. Does Bob Zombie? Uh, probably. I would hope. He might collaborate, though. Yeah. I know that The Devil's Rejects ended with uh, Freebird. Yeah. I know he didn't write that. That Freebird isn't on <laughs> your list just because it's in that movie, is it? No, it's not on my list. Um,. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anybody that does a filmmaker. Like I said, I can't think of any, but I, but I think there aren't any filmmakers that do their own music, and then it's like, oh, this music sucks. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get to the bottom of this. Tim, my number one Halloween. Wait, song. you went through this, ten already? Yeah, I think so. Somewhere around there. <laughs> My number one Halloween theme song, Halloween song, the spookiest song that exists as far as I'm concerned. Tim, the song is the theme song to Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. That's the scariest song. Yeah. Well, yeah. The 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 original <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, of course, yeah. Now, do you think that is the case in a vacuum, or did you need to be seven years old <laughs> watching this show? Just scared out not... of your mind. Yeah, because was that you on can't, Sunday you nights? Un- yeah. When it was like, yeah. And you don't understand that this isn't just like the Sunday night episode of the news <laughs> that they <laughs> call Unsolved Mysteries. That. It, it's not necessarily well. I mean, I guess like all the murders and missing person cases. I'm thinking of like it, you know when they occasionally do UFOs and and paranormal yeah. stuff. I mean, everything on Unsolved Mysteries was spooky. Yeah. So I have spent the past two nights watching. Uh, I should give them credit. Uh, I'll find it when you're talking later. But it's a YouTube channel that is just um, uh, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is just oh, it's the behavior panel, uh, and that and that's what? that's their YouTube channel. It's like a bunch of um, uh, like lie lie detector people, uh, people that are uh, can detect lies. Is this freaking? Uh, like Scott Adams stuff, no like persuasion th- Scott, stuff. No, it, I mean I think one or two of the guys might be those types of people. But but like, is this a pickup artist? No, situation no, no. But a couple of the people are like have like military backgrounds, like interrogators and stuff. And okay. it's a fascinating channel because they just break down. I I learned about them from uh, they broke down the um, uh, Prince Andrew interview uh, about okay. Jeffrey Epstein, and like so they'll they'll play like a minute long clip and then they'll go around and talk about the body language and and all of that and whether somebody's being truthful or deceitful right and they did a uh one about uh Bob Lazar when he was on the Joe Rogan show who and who's who's that Bob Lazar is a guy who's been around for like know, 40 years almost at this point whose claim claim is that he worked at Area 51 on UFOs and they they were they were like, look, I want to believe this guy, but this guy's f- lying. He's a very good storyteller. This is fascinating the way he tells the story, but he's lying. But then they did an episode on the newest Unsolved Mysteries with an interview with an old woman who had like a close encounter. And they were like, 
Look, I don't know what happened, but this woman's telling the truth. She's 100% telling the truth about her experience. Um, so that, that's that been the past two nights of my week, just watching like hour-long videos of these guys dissecting different uh, UFO encounters and, and pointing out who's lying and who's telling the truth. Well... And they tell you what they're looking at, and like as they're telling. Well, you can't do that because then then you would know what to what to do. When they you're said lying. that at one point. They're like, they're like, I hope Bob Lazar doesn't watch this video because we're like pointing out all the tells that he's lying here, and he's gonna if he watched this like. And they went through the years, like going back, and like showed how he evolved as a liar. And how much better he got. So that they were legitimately like, oh, if he watches this, like he'll he won't do these mistakes again. He's a very good liar. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been my week. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Great. And that's your number one Halloween, Halloween song, song. The Unsolved Mysteries theme song. You play that from your house. No trick or treaters are going to be brave enough to to come up to your door. All right. You can have all the candy for yourself. Um. I mean, judging like, you don't have Werewolves of London on your list. Nah, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong, but it didn't make the top I'm, ten. I'm a Warren Zevon head, Tom, uh, and I'm one of those guys that's like pissed that he got like pigeonholed into like, oh, you think this is a? He's just like a novelty songwriter. Yeah, he, like it's a people think Werewolves of London is a is a novelty song. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, that's why yeah. I wouldn't include it in my Halloween songs, Tim. You just want me Thank, to... I appreciate that, Tom. Uh, no, I, as a Warren Zevon head, I appreciate well, that. Well, let me talk about two songs real quick that I saw on some of these lists when I was looking around that uh, I'm glad they didn't get pigeonholed the same way. And they're both great songs. Two of my favorite songs from these particular artists, I would say. Um, and they're about scary things, but they're not scary songs. Uh, the first one, Superstition by Stevie Wonder. All right. Yeah, that's not. Eh. It's about being superstitious. Yeah, but that's not super. That's not really Halloween or spooky. You can be superstitious and just be like have OCD. Yeah, but he's like talking about black cats and stuff, right? Mm, kind of. Yeah. It was on a bunch of these lists I looked at, and I was I like, know, that's... because there's no, there's no good Halloween. <laughs> uh, I songs. I agree. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll get to that in a sec. Um, and then uh, Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Right. Great okay. song told from the point of view of the devil, but not a scary song. No. Um, and that, so then there were a bunch of songs. I'll, I'll run through these quick that I saw on these lists. Demons by Imagine Dragons. Nothing scary about this song. I listened to it. It's one of those shitty songs you hear on the radio all the time. It's not. Sc- does, it, does it have like. Doo, 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 no, it's not it? even scary sounding. It just has the word no. demons. Uh, okay. Radiohead Creep. That's just about what? a creep. Radiohead has a million uh, spookier songs. Yeah. Uh, Talking Heads, Psycho Killer. No. Nah. That's not a scary song. It's about a psycho killer. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, I mean, a psycho killer is scary. <laughs> uh, zombie by the Cranberries. It's not about fucking zombies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most of the songs on your list aren't what you think they're about. Yeah, but, but they're at least on. scary sounding. Uh, and Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show is a strange case. Because, like, that is... I've, like, we all had VH1 growing up. They <laughs> they were showing Rocky Horror Picture all the time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it front to back. Right. Um, But it's... It's it's a goofy movie, but it's 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 meant to be a goofy, spooky movie, mm-hmm. it, much in the vein of kind of Monster Mash, I would think. Yeah, but I'm um, just talking about taking in a vacuum. It. But you're not taking any of these in a vacuum. I'm taking them in. You're, there's there's context right? it's Ghostbusters. It's about busting ghosts, for God's sake! It's right there in the in the word "ghost" is in the title. Yeah, but the the word zombie is in the title of the Cranberry song. Yeah, but then it's not really about zombies. What's it about? 
It's about the troubles, Tim. Yeah, it is about the troubles. Um, would you think? Uh, would what do you think about? Uh, this is related to Rocky Horror Picture. What do you think about uh, Meatloaf's debut album, Bad Out of Hell? There's some spooky stuff on there. Yeah, that. I, yeah, I could go. I could go for that. Did you dance with the devil in the pale blue night? Do you know that part? Yeah. The pale moonlight. Yeah. Pale moonlight. Right. What about uh, Bad Out of Hell Two? <laughs> Back into Hell. <laughs> I mean, it's a great title. Yeah. I think he did a third one, too. No, he didn't. <laughs> Bad out of hell three. Back out of hell. Still Helen. Uh, I, you know what? I forgot, though. I said the number one Halloween song was the Un- Unsolved Mysteries theme song. It is a close number two to Dance Macabre. Yeah. Ooh. That's the I mean, number one that's Halloween played on song. Bones. Skeletons are playing that on Bones. You can't get spookier than that, folks. No. If you like the show, you can yeah. find out more at tcgte.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And if you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Also check out patreon.com slash complete guide for our Patreon, including books of podcasts. Tell you what. It's Halloween month on Books of Podcasts, too, because I'm reading uh, Sweet Valley High Camp Killer this week. Uh, that episode's out now, if you're listening to this. Uh, talk about spooky, a camp killer, a mountain man coming from the mountains, maybe killing some teens at a camp. Wonder where they got that idea from. Uh, Patreon.com slash complete guide. No, not from me. From the Jason movies, Friday the 13th. Oh, right, 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 right. Patreon.com slash Complete Guide. You can get uh, the newest episode and all the back episodes, too. Check it out. Look, if you made it this far, hang on tight. (laughs) Halloween month 2020. It's going to be a fucking wild ride. Yeah, you're going to be so scared to shit yourself. Every episode. So scared, you're going to... Piss yourself and shit yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's not that much worse than what I said. It's wetter. That's true. Yeah, I was I was thinking it's not that bad, like, because once you've shit yourself, it's like, well, that's as bad as it can get. But yeah, if you piss yourself, then it's also, that's another, a different well, type of mess. Here's the thing. You shit yourself, you, you, you mess up your underpants. You piss <laughs> yourself, you got to change, you, you're messing up your pants, too. Yeah, you can mess up your pants when you shit yourself, too. Yeah, but not if you eat enough fiber. What? You have enough fiber, so it's not all liquidy. <laughs> well, it must be nice. Yeah, I, 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 my fiber intake is... God, Tim, talk about a humble brag. It's had to get that one in on me at the end of the episode. Tom... I will go. I will go head to head to you on fiber intake any day of the week. Do you take uh, Metamucil? No, I just eat, I, I get it all naturally. Eat what, beans. What through paper? Yeah, paper, wood, beans. <laughs> all the same things. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.